This is a Federal News Network podcast. Do federal agencies have strategic change processes in place to have people return to their offices? Well, sort of. But my next guest doesn't think the published three-phase plans go far enough. For the latest strike of the gadfly, American University professor Bob Tobias. And Bob, you've been sort of poking at this whole process all the time now. The return to the offices. Tell us your problem with how agencies are planning this. Tom, I I think that what has happened with agencies closing and will be happening with agency reopening constitutes a continuing significant change in the way work is organized and performed, particularly at home. And that change can be managed either proactively or reactively. And so far, it has been managed reactively. Agencies shut down, they created new rules, they tried to make things happen, but it was all reactively. And now they have a chance with agencies reopening to think strategically and what the impact will be. But what I see is patchwork again, responsive again, as as opposed to being proactive about how to do the agency's work both safely and productively. And more importantly, what do I have to do as a leader to lead in this new world? There is very little, if any, thinking about any of that. Now, Bob, the agencies do have these three-phase plans, depending on how many people, you know, the cases and the outbreaks, and they're tied to local conditions, depending on where the particular federal office is. So there is some planning process for getting people back in the offices, but what's your problem with those plans? Well, the, the plans are patchwork, and the CDC has put out some new requirements about providing temperature checks and distancing and working in shifts. And they say that people should wear masks. Now, the agencies are all over the place on how they're going to go back to work. And that's the safety question. And that needs to be solved. There needs to be certainty around it. But it can't be outside of the total context of how do I manage in this new environment. And that, I think, is being ignored. Because besides these return plans based on the three-phase planning idea, there's also longstanding telework policies, which get twisted and put in and taken out and expanded and contracted. But it seems like if you have a policy for working outside of the office and you have this return plan, somehow there should be an integration maybe. Exactly. Exactly, Tom. I'm going to lead differently if half my workforce is in the office and half is out of the office. I'm going to lead differently if everybody is outside of the office. I'm going to have to have more conversations if everybody's outside. I'm going to have to pay attention that I only talk to the people who are inside and ignore the people who are on the outside. Safety is important. It's critically important, but it can't be But the other aspect of getting the work done also can't be ignored. And if I'm a leader and I'm unwilling to change, then those I lead will also be unwilling to change. We're speaking with Bob Tobias, a professor in the key executive leadership program at American University. And uh, you also have some ideas for other elements that need to be in place physically for the people that are back in the offices. Yes. Um, And as the CDC said, uh, there should be shields around the cubes. There should be temperature checks. There should be distancing, seating barred in common areas, masks at all times. And that should be everywhere. It shouldn't be just 
ad hoc as an agency might determine. Um, it, th those protections should be standard. They should be everywhere so that people feel safe. How can I work productively, thoughtfully, creatively if I don't feel safe? And of course, you and I both remember the so-called old days when people could walk into any federal building, knock on a door and chat with someone over the decades. The perimeter has gotten further out and much tighter. But nevertheless, there is the requirement for lots of people to visit federal offices all the time and uh, get together with people, vendors, whatever the case might be. What's your thoughts on how they should incorporate the need for having outsiders come in? I think it's going to be very difficult for the government to deal with that issue. I think the first issue, Tom, is employees and the focus ought to be on employees. And vendors, vendors can do Zoom um, or whatever the platform is until there's some agreed upon and settled way of keeping employees safe. I think that should be the first focus and uh, contractor interchange second. All right. So what do you think should happen next now? Because the plans are starting to be rolled out. I'm not sure anyone's actually returning to the office in any large numbers. And by the way, I like to define the terms and we're all using all these different words. The government has not stopped working throughout this whole pandemic. They've been working harder than ever. They just haven't been in the office. Well, you know, what's interesting about that, Tom, is that with this telework, most agencies who have paid attention have had increased productivity during this period of time, not decreased productivity. So as you point out, the government has been working, but just as important, more effectively than it has um, in times past. So now that uncertainty has been solved, and now we have a new set of uncertainties about reintegration back into the workplace. And as I suggest, as a leader, how do I behave differently? And I think that also ought to be the focus of these plans for opening up agencies. It sounds like there are lessons learned being produced even as we speak, but nobody is picking them up and gathering them and making use of them for the future. I, I, I fear that, Tom. I really fear that, that, that the focus is on going back to normal. We can never go back to whatever was prior to the, um, prior to the closing of agencies. We've learned too much. We've experienced too much. We can never go back to that. So the question is, are we going to chart our future proactively or reactively? And I hope it's proactive. Bob Tobias is a professor in the Key Executive Leadership Program at American University. As always, thanks so much. Thank you, Tom. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to the Federal Drive at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. When you think about something that brings out the best in us, it usually involves helping someone else. By donating plasma at a Griffel Center, you can help save millions of lives and show your good side to the world. You'll join thousands of people who donate safely each week, so patients get the plasma-derived medicines they rely on. And you'll be rewarded up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com. A financial plan isn't just about money. It's about what matters most to you, like protecting your family, supporting your community, and building a legacy for future generations. At Northwestern Mutual, we start with a conversation about the life you want to live now and years from now. Whether you're paying down debt, saving for college, or planning for retirement, we have an eye on your bigger picture. Get access to our financial expertise at harlem.nm.com. 
The Northwestern Mutual Life Insurance Company headquartered in Milwaukee, Wisconsin.